0: Welcome back everyone. This is our first real episode and we're going to start digging into how to create an open and honest forum about sexuality and relationships with your children. I think we first need to start by accepting some basic concepts about love and sex. Some of these, maybe even all of them, will probably seem very elementary or obvious to you, but we should go over them in case maybe you haven't thought too deeply about them. The first and perhaps the most important thing is that there are a wide range of sexualities and of gender identities that exist. Be open with your children from day one about the wide range of sexualities that exist so that they are comfortable in their own skins and have the terminology to identify who they are when they're ready. Of course, it is also necessary to understand that gender and sexuality exist on a spectrum Very few people actually fall into one category of sexual orientation and it is not necessary to draw sharp distinctions or boundaries, rather impress upon your children that it is okay to feel however they feel about others. They might be different than their peers and it's important not to gloss over this difference and risk invalidating their struggles and experiences, but treat all sexualities and genders as being equal. Don't just assume how your child identifies. Let them guide their own narrative, and be accepting. It is also important to note that asexuality is real, and your child may not be interested in sex if they are asexual. You may wish to conclude any discussion about sex with a disclaimer that there are some people who feel low sexual attraction and desire, or none at all, and that this is also completely acceptable. So that was a quick, very abridged lesson on gender and sexuality, and I obviously haven't covered much. Just make sure to bring your own knowledge into the conversation, even if you think it is too adult for them, and keep these points in mind. That leads me into my second point. There's a kind of fear that exists out there that, by telling your children certain things, you risk their innocence. And so I'm sure a lot of people are asking, what can I tell my kids about sexuality that isn't going to be too adult for them? And to that, my answer is, we're already going about this the wrong way. We need to get rid of the idea that knowledge of sexuality is somehow corrupting or adult. Now, of course there are things that are age-appropriate for certain groups and not others. And sexuality is something that is learned throughout the lifetime, both from personal experience and from being taught or told. I am in no way advocating that you should explain to your three-year-old exactly how conception works, or anything like that. But the reason is not because it would be wrong for them to know this. It's simply because they won't understand, period. And the best way to gauge what your child is capable of understanding is by letting them guide the conversations or guide the narrative. Remember, the goal here is not to forcefully educate your child or bring up sexuality and relationships at every turn. It's to normalize talking about sex and to make the conversations as natural as any other. Children are curious, and if they are old enough to ponder something and ask you about it, then most likely they are old enough to be given an honest answer. So this leads me to the third tip, which is probably the most glaringly obvious, yet probably also the most difficult to practice, and that is be honest. Kids deserve honest answers because that is the information they are going to be going off of in their own lives. Of course, being honest doesn't necessarily mean giving the full story, especially if they're asking about complex biological processes. In the Netherlands, by the age of seven, Students know that a fetus grows in the mother's womb. They obviously don't know everything that is involved with that, but they should know that people who identify as women have a womb that is typically capable of pregnancy. Finally, the last point I want to mention is the importance of taking your children's experiences and questions about sex or love seriously. This is a hallmark of Dutch sexuality education that I think is really key. There's a video that will be linked on the website that shows some of the material 11-year-olds are exposed to in the Netherlands. And in this video, the teacher is asking students who has been in love before. Remember that to them, their feelings of love towards others are very much real. We are all capable of being in love or developing feelings for someone else at a young age. Even if the ways these feelings are manifested varies from children to adolescents to adults. I mean, just think about your very first crush and how you felt. In the video, the teacher acknowledges this as a plain fact and asks the students to share how crushes make you feel. Students volunteer that you might become shy for no reason around the other person or you act differently or you try to show off in front of them. They are speaking from their own experiences and they feel comfortable enough to do this because they know they are being taken seriously. The teacher reaffirms our comments and validates their experiences as being real. She nods at what they're saying and says, yeah, that can happen when you like someone. It's a level of trust and respect between both parties that is powerful for young people because they know their children and they know adults treat them as such. So when they get to be engaged in such a reciprocal conversation with a trusted adult, the exchange is so much more tangible and authentic. When you let them know they can trust you with such sensitive information as their emotions, they will be more open to what you're saying to them and they'll let you guide them because they will feel understood. When your nine-year-old comes home from school one day and has a meltdown because the kid he likes doesn't like him back, treat this as you would any other heartbreak of your friends or family members with comfort and reason and a genuinely interested and caring demeanor. This is the foundation of a successful relationship between two people, including parent and child. Be careful not to laugh or tell them it's cute when they say they have a crush on someone or tell them they're too young to be in love. They'll know that isn't true, just based on how they're feeling. So be aware of how you react to things and remember that they deserve to be taken seriously, regardless of how trivial their problems might seem to adults. To them, that is their entire reality, and they don't have the life experience or the perspective yet to be able to contextualize these things. If you're nine years old and your crush doesn't like you back, that very well may be the end of the world. I want to talk a little bit about the importance of your attitudes and beliefs towards sex. Regardless of how neutral you try to be about the topic, your own personal ideas and experiences are going to come through and they will be detectable by your children. There's often a fear surrounding young people and sexuality, especially when it comes to teenagers and adolescents. And this can hinder the sex-positive approach we're specifically trying to adopt. In the Netherlands, sexuality education is different because it treats sex like a positive thing and something that should be fun and enjoyable. This might seem scary at first because it's automatically assumed that if sex is promoted, then that might encourage sexual activity in young people. Besides being an unfounded fear, as I mentioned in the last episode, that there is no difference in the age of first intercourse between teens in the U.S. and teens in the Netherlands, this concept is curious to me. If you feel this way, I want you to ask yourself, why would it be wrong or otherwise negative for my teen or any teen to be having sex? Is it because you believe they won't be ready? If this is the case, you need to ask yourself, what is it that they need to be ready? And how can I, as a parent, give them what they need to be ready so that you can remedy the problem or at least try to ease your fears? Is it because you believe they'll be doing it for the quote-unquote wrong reasons? Again, this time you have to ask yourself, what is a wrong reason to be sexually active? What is a right reason? Is it wrong to have sex due to peer pressure or media influence? Is that always going to lead to a negative experience? Is it only right to have sex within the confines of a loving, long term relationship? These questions delve deeper into your personal morals or ethics. I personally am not of the belief that you need to be in a relationship with someone or be in love with them to make a sexual experience valid or positive. I also don't believe that having multiple partners makes sex less important or meaningful. And I also don't even believe there is something more inherently meaningful about sex than what it is and what the relationship between the parties are. In general, I find these sentiments to be well-meaning but ultimately problematic because they advance a moral code surrounding sex that goes beyond respect and safety. Whatever you happen to believe, that is your business, and I do hope you are able to truly interrogate these ideas. But regardless, your beliefs will inform the messages about sex you will pass on to your children, and the most important thing is to adhere to the points I mentioned earlier to make the conversations flow as easily and as naturally as possible. Do you think it would be wrong for adolescents to have sex because they might use it as a kind of unhealthy coping mechanism? This is another common idea about having sex too young, and it seems to make sense at first glance. But this is something that is not unique to sex. For example, people around the world use food as a way to cope with things to the detriment of their health. But much like sex, eating is a natural process that can be done in quite healthy and pleasurable ways. And the way to avoid turning it into something unhealthy or bad is through acknowledgement of deeper issues. Your kid may or may not be having sex, but there's probably not much you can do about this. So the important thing is to tell them what they need to know about safe sex and provide them with access to birth control, condoms, and Planned Parenthood facilities or clinics. Teach them how to navigate relationships and conversations about consent with their partners and the importance of getting tested regularly. And make sure you are always there to offer emotional support. If someone is using sex as an unhealthy coping mechanism, sex is not the actual issue here. There would clearly be much deeper psychological or environmental problems, and that is what should be addressed, not their sexual activity. So to conclude this episode, I want to address a question that's probably on your mind as a listener, and that is, what exactly should I be teaching my kids at home, and when? Again, a lot of the information that is relevant to your kid will be revealed to you through your own questions. Let them bring up what interests or confuses them, and build the conversation around this. Answer their questions, but include more information about related topics if you feel it is relevant or necessary. But as far as what is typically included in the Dutch curriculum, I will share some information I've gathered, mostly through a PBS article by Saskia de Milker called The Case for Starting Sex Education in Kindergarten as well as a research study called A Matter of Facts and More, an exploratory analysis of the content of sexuality education in the Netherlands, by Rebecca Ferguson. I wanted to explicitly mention these sources at this point because the bulk of what I can tell you will be from these two readings, and I will have them linked on the website in order for anyone who is curious to follow up on. As far as age is concerned, The comprehensive sexuality education found in the Netherlands begins as early as age four. When the kids are eight years old, they're learning about gender roles and self-image. The articles don't go into depth about how these particular things are taught, but I think opening up a discussion about the dangers of buying into gender roles and how there is no such thing as a male space or a female space and that sort of thing would be quite beneficial. If you haven't done so already, it's also probably a good idea to talk about different forms of gender identity and how to respect others' gender identities. When it comes to self-image, this is certainly not something they're going to be exposed to in school, so it's important you can navigate this conversation comprehensively should your kids bring it up. As early as 11, the Dutch introduced kids to contraception options. This last one might be scary because 11 sounds so young to a lot of us listening. I know it struck me that way at first, too. But it's important to note that as it is, American sex ed is not the most helpful. And if we need to change this by introducing kids to certain topics earlier, this should be embraced and not shied away from. I think it's best to start slipping information about condoms, at the very least, around this age, into normal conversations about sex or relationships that might arise. In more broad terms, there are some common themes that can be found in the curriculum for a variety of ages, like how to trust yourself in knowing what you do or don't want to do, and how to communicate this to others in an effective manner. It is not about telling them what they should or shouldn't be doing, but rather how they know better than anyone, how they feel, and what they want out of interactional relationships, and life in general. Emphasize thinking critically about decisions and about listening to themselves primarily when it comes to making tough choices. The other part of this involves being able to successfully communicate these things to others. They should be taught how to stay true to themselves while respecting others, and understanding and valuing other people's personal boundaries and choices as well. This will hopefully help ease your fears about peer pressure or outside influences, because teaching your children that sex and love are incredibly personal and situational things will also communicate the idea that they're justified in choosing what's best for them, and that there are no right or wrong answers, within reason, of course. This should also help eliminate some of the stigma and judgement around certain sexual behaviours and choices. Along the same line, emphasize responsibility. Teach your children, whether they are male or female, that the burden of responsibility should fall on everyone equally. Taking control of your sexual or emotional health is incredibly empowering, and the consequences of unsafe sex should certainly be heavily emphasized, but not dominating. These are just some broad strokes to start out with, but I'm not here to tell you exactly what you should say to your kids verbatim. That would hardly be appropriate, since I'm not a parent or an expert in any way, and it would certainly not be the way to a natural and open dialogue. As parents, I trust you, and you should trust yourselves to know what's best for your family. Recognize that successful sex ed revolves around the principles of respect, responsibility, and safety, and let that guide you. Thank you so much for listening to Episode 2 of Borrowed from the Dutch, and keep tuning in for more information about implementing comprehensive sexuality education in your own household.